This is the third and final week of Wisdom. Last Sunday, Pastor Brandt uh, filled in for me as Denise and I were in Syracuse, New York. Uh, we uh, made a last-minute decision to head out to be with her father and mother. Her dad is uh, in the neuro ICU unit out there with a stroke. Keep praying for him. His name is Ron West. We'd appreciate that. So thanks, Pastor Brent. Well done. Uh, I watched you live on the Book of Faces. It was good. I felt like I was here last Sunday, and uh, it, was, uh, it was bad weather in New York as well. Uh, you uh, said last Sunday, Luke chapter 12, conclusion, don't be rich for yourself. Instead, what are we called to be? Be rich toward who? Be rich toward Come on, this isn't hard. Even if you weren't here last Sunday, this is, don't be rich toward yourself. Instead, be rich toward, there you go, be rich towards God. Uh, that's who we're called to be. And the benefit, here's what he talked about, of being rich toward God and his kingdom and his church, the benefits are amazing. Uh, Luke 12, 22, less worry, less stress, more peace, less risk, and the Lord takes our little bit and multiplies it in our lives. Two weeks ago, uh, we saw that the only way to break the grip of materialism, which is, I'm convinced, the greatest threat to followers of Jesus in our culture, 2020, the only way to break the grip of materialism is to begin giving sacrificially, to begin giving generously to King Jesus. He, He says... Store up your treasure in my bank. Bank with King Jesus. Invest with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's what we're called to do. Because, Matthew 5.21, our hearts follow our money. Our hearts follow wherever our money goes. Where your money flows, your heart goes. That's the way the Lord's wired us. Well, I don't think I like it. Well, that's the way the Lord's created us. Wherever our money flows, our heart follows that. Meaning, we don't become more generous and then give. We give, which makes us more generous. That's huge for you to understand. Uh, We're called to take a step of faith, and we give generously to King Jesus And then, as we give generously, we become generous people. It's huge. Jesus is not broke. Jesus owns it all. Do you understand? Jesus Christ is the creator of the cosmos. He's the controller. Everything going on in this universe. So he's not after our money. Please understand, he's after our what? Our hearts. But he knows until he has our money, he doesn't have our hearts. And that's what you need to understand. He he doesn't need our money. He's the awesome God. But the way he's wired us, he knows that until he has our money, he doesn't really have our hearts. Today we're going to take a a turn. We're going to turn the corner a bit and uh, honestly recognize that many... Statistically, most of you, you can't be generous with King Jesus today, even if you wanted to be. Statistically, most of you, you can't be generous and give like we've talked about the last two weeks because the truth is most of you 
are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, it, it's, it's true, 79, almost 8 out of 10 Americans live paycheck to paycheck, which means if you don't get the next paycheck, if it's late for some reason, you're in big trouble. You're in big trouble. Just barely keeping your nose above the debt line, on the edge, just inches from drowning in debt. Listen close. Eight out of ten Americans, 80% of us live that way. You're just one blown engine away from big trouble. You're just one, one trip, one family member is going to be in the hospital for a few days, and then the co-pays and the deductibles are going to kick in, and, and that's, that's going to be bad. You're just breaking an ankle, needing a root canal, needing snow tires away, Big trouble in the house because we don't have any margin here. You're underwater. Your family is living like this, financially at least. This morning, I'm directing today's sermon at the 8 out of 10 of you, statistically, who, who are living paycheck to paycheck. Okay? So maybe, maybe we're better than average. I'd like to think that. So maybe I'm only talking to 50 or 60% of you. But please understand, there's a large number of you here today. This is where you're at. I can remember, uh, just so you're thinking, well, isn't he Rudy Tootie today? I remember when Denise and I, Christmas would come, we had two little kids who needed presents, and Denise and I wanted to exchange presents. And we looked, and in the checkbook, Yep, we actually wrote checks back then. Uh, less than a hundred bucks. Okay, now we we want we got kids, we've got presents, we've got parents, and we were in the routine. We got both sets of parents, and we got brothers and sisters and cousins. They had so we're looking at each other, and oh, by the way, we got to drive to New York and drive to Indiana. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? <laughs> Uh, and, and, you know, I'd say, you know, uh, our rescuer here, the one who's going to rescue the day for us is Mr. Visa card, babe. We got the plastic, I'm telling you. We're, we're going to make it, and hopefully, and, and we actually said this, I think we'll work our way out of that hole, hopefully by next Halloween or, or next Thanksgiving, you know, depending on how things go. But we'll get out of this hole, babe. Uh, I just want you to understand, I remember the pressure, the worry, the fear, and it was bad. And many of you here today, the truth is, maybe you don't want anybody to know it, but you're right now, you've got those chains on. Because you're right there. It's like right here. Today, I want to present to you a clear way of escape. Isn't that good? So today... I don't, I don't want anything from you. I want to present something for you. A proven path to climbing out of a financial hole that you might find yourself in today. Okay? So we're going to answer the big question first, though. Why does Jesus even care about our money? Why does Jesus even care about us being in bondage and chains to the burden of debt? Why does that even matter as followers of Jesus Christ. So we're going to answer that question first. But would you stand with me right now? We're going to pray. We're going to invite Jesus and His Spirit to be welcome today in His church. And uh, 
that will take charge of these goofy lips of mine and take charge of your goofy ears, and we'll hear clearly today from Jesus. So let's pray. Lord, we need you today. We need you every day. That's the truth, but sometimes we're just more aware of it. So as to, we talk about money and debt and saving and budgets, Lord, the, uh, the inclination for some is just to tune this out. And I'm asking, Lord, that you would prevent that from happening. Wake them up. Soften hearts, open minds and ears. Lord, the truth is, eight out of ten of us, statistically, uh, this is right where we're living. So I pray especially for those who are in uh, the paycheck-to-paycheck camp today. Might, Might they hear clearly what you're saying to them? Might they understand why you want them to get out of this cycle, Lord? And Lord, please bring hope. We invite your spirit today to be welcomed in your church. Lord, I know some today are hurting. Some, Lord, are frustrated. Some are in pain. Some who are watching us on Facebook right now, they're they're overwhelmed with life. Lord, would you bring your hope and your peace in this time of year, especially as we approach Christmas and and the pressure we feel to give lots of expensive gifts. Lord, would you bring hope to our hearts today? Might Jesus be lifted high and glorified in your church. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one united voice, you can be seated. Okay, we're going to give you five reasons, five reasons why King Jesus doesn't want his children to live as paupers and slaves to our finances. <laughs> Did a lot of reading this week, a lot of, lot of Dave Ramsey reading, and he said, Satan doesn't want you to write these things right down. Devil doesn't want you to take notes because you'll track, you'll remember, and you can refer back, and I agree. So let's break the devil's heart right now. And let's take some notes. And you're saying, but I'm, I'm not one of those eight and ten. Okay, then you are the teacher. You are the mentor. You are the sensei. You are the one that needs to help others. So you need to have some notes so you can help your brothers, your sisters, your friends, your co-workers, the people who work for you. You understand what I'm saying? So either way, here we go. First reason why does it, Jesus doesn't want us living as paupers? Because Jesus has set us free. That's the first. Jesus has set us free. Of course, first and foremost to sin and Satan and death. He set us free from being slaves to sin. But I want you to understand, He's also set us free from being slaves to debt. John 8.36, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Isn't that good? We're free. And if we're slaves to anything other than Jesus, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Galatians 5.1, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then do not let yourselves be burdened by a yoke of slavery. Only Jesus Christ should be our master. We're only bond slaves to King Jesus, nobody and nothing else. And some of us here this morning, here's the truth, we've allowed a yoke of slavery 
the chains to be placed on our wrists. We, we literally are prevented by our finances from living free. And some of you are thinking right now, because you know your Old Testament, but didn't, didn't Jehovah God allow His chosen people, Israel, to be slaves to the Egyptians? And the answer is, yes, He did. But do you know what happened after that? In due time, the Lord said, you know what? Let my people go, and in due time, His chosen people were set free. And for some of us here today, it's time to get set free, okay? I believe Jesus has in mind to use his book, a course built on God's principles, to set many of you free. My prayer all week long, but honestly, I've been praying about this Sunday for a long time, is that many of you would say, you know what? Enough of this slavery stuff. Whatever it takes, I want to be free. Second reason, number two, why the king of kings doesn't want us to live in bondage to debt. Second reason, it's a really poor testimony. It's a poor advertisement for Jesus, okay? Uh, because when we're living as slaves to debt, we're living just like everybody else outside the church, but people tens by the millions who don't know Jesus, who don't have the owner's manual, and we're living just like them instead of li li living in alignment with His Word and His owner's manual for our lives. Here's what 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. Did you catch that? If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, the old is supposed to be gone, and the new, Jesus, and His book has come. Do you understand? But the truth is, some of us, when it comes to our money, the old is still here. <laughs> We're living the old way, even though the new has come, okay? The new hasn't yet taken root when it comes to your money. I think it was Moody who said, the last part of a man to get saved is his wallet. <laughs> it's really true. It's really true. Uh, th this is the hardest part to get saved, and, and I just want you to know, some of you, you need to get saved in your wallet, and that can start today, okay? Uh, third reason why Jesus wants us to live free in our finances is because when we're living free, then we can be generous and caring to those around us. We, we can finally step up and write a check for somebody around us that's in need. Or uh, if you're under 35, you can cash app somebody who's in need around you, okay? Uh, parents with medical bills. Yeah, I've got that on my phone. Can you believe it? You know why? Because I got kids under 35. <clears throat> what's, what's this piece of paper, Dad? Anyway, um, my sister needs help on her mortgage. My coworker's wife has cancer. But I've got no margin in my life. I, I, have, I have no way to help out people around me in need. I'm maxed out. And I want you to know that's a really sad place to be. Romans 12, 13, share with the Lord's people who are in need. We have an obligation to the family of Christ. Hebrews 13, 16 is a little wider 
Uh, and do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. When we're free to be generous, you know what? It's so much more fun to give than to receive. Think about it. Some of you understand that. It's way more fun to give somebody a generous gift than to receive it. Now, I think we all like to receive generous gifts, but I'm telling you what, it's even better to give. And you can't give freely when you're drowning in debt. Fourth reason why the king of the universe wants us out of bondage and slavery to debt is because car trouble, and have you had car trouble in the last couple of weeks? Can I see your hand? Okay. Uh, my hand's up. We had a couple issues. Uh, anybody have a washing machine or a dryer that caused issues last month? Can I see your hand? Uh, anybody have a refrigerator decided it didn't want to chill things any longer? Uh, we had two of those go out recently. Okay. So here's the problem. Uh, a refrigerator problem suddenly now becomes so much more. It's more than just we've got problem with the food. Now we've got tenseness. We've got trouble because the checkbook, the debit card does not say there's any room for that trouble. Do you understand? In other words, uh, he wants us out of bondage because no margin means there's constant anxiety and fear and trouble. Every time something little happens, the stress level goes up. And you want to know the number one cause of marital strife? Any guesses? Money trouble. Money trouble. So uh, the Lord wants us out of bondage and slavery to debt, so trouble with a washing machine doesn't create trouble in your marriage. There really is a connection. There really is. Some of us here today, continuous fear, anxiety, trouble all around. Why? Because life happens. There's always something, right? Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one, love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one, despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. We talked about that two weeks ago. Now, here's the tie. Here's where Pastor Brandt was. Last. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you wear. The challenge is, knock off the worry and I'm telling you, we miss the tie between serving God with our money and having peace. And the worry goes away. Instead, Matthew 6.33, but seek first the kingdom of King Jesus. That's all the same text. And His righteousness, live in right relationships with Jesus. Align your life with Jesus and His word. And guess what? Track with me now. Seek first His kingdom and all these other things, the things that bring you stress and worry and fear, he'll take care of those. <laughs> Who are you going to serve? You're going to serve, you're going to serve God or you're going to serve money. And I'm just telling you, when we serve God and give generously, worry and stress begins to disappear. Fifth and final reason why Jesus wants us out of debt living free is because when we're just barely surviving, when we've maxed out our income and we're living right up to the top. Oh, and by the way, some of you are thinking, well, you're talking about poor people. No, I'm not. People who make a really good living live right up to the top. 
They, they, they spend every dollar, and they're living just as close as people who don't make very much. Do you understand? I, I realize this because I've lived around people who have a lot of money, and they don't have any more money in their wallets than you do. Why? Because they just max out everything at a, at a higher level than the ones who don't have it. But the point is, you're living right up there near the top, and when you live that way, you can't be generous towards Jesus and his kingdom and his church. Do you understand? When you're living maxed out, you cannot be generous towards Jesus and following our King of Kings and having him direct us to be generous toward himself, what he shows you, and his church, which is his plan to reach and change the world. Luke 12, 1, be rich towards God. Be rich toward the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He'll bring his blessings on our lives. So, when, when we're living that way, we miss out on the blessings and the joy of giving. And instead of trusting Jesus, we're trusting Mr. Visa and Mrs. MasterCard. And we're putting our faith and our trust in them to hold the line. And Don and Martha will tell you that's not a good place to put your trust because they'll come back around and bite you. And like I did, uh, Denise and I, we paid for our washer and our dryer three times with that plan. Okay? I'm not talking about health and wealth foolishness. Please understand, I'm talking about good old-fashioned budgeting and learning how to tell your money where it should go and where it should flow. So I'm, I'm not talking health and wealth stuff. So that's the Five reasons why King Jesus wants his children to get set free. So how do you do it? So how do we do it? So I'm going to give you, like in 15 minutes, bang, 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 bang. Here, here's the quick how you do it. But the truth is, this is not enough. Okay? So for some of you are saying, well, you already told me how. Yeah, but you need a whole lot of details. You need people to work with you. you. You need a plan, a detailed plan. So here's the big plan, but I promise you, you need way more than just these, these uh, details. Here we go. You ready? Five basics for biblical finance. And, I, and I'm sorry, it just turned out, I know we had five, now we got five more, but, but these five are really worth writing down again. Ready? And these are courtesy of uh, Mr. Dave Ramsey, Mr. Financial Peace University. And here's what Dave says about these five. You ready? These five basics are easy to understand, hard to apply. Isn't that the way it is? Easy to understand. So you're going to get it, but they're going to be hard to dig in and do. But here's what I want you to know. If you'll apply these biblical basics to your life, give me your eyes. And if you'll just do them over and over again, week by week, month by month, over five years, then 10, then 15, then 20 years, here's what I can tell you. If you'll do it God's way in time, the Lord will bless the results. Why is that? It's the law of sowing and reap. When you do it God's way, it works. Understand? So that's what I'm going to challenge you with. Uh, here we go. Got five more. Can you write down five more? How many of you say, yeah, I can do that. I'll, I'll make some space. Yeah, yeah. Even if you have to go by the prayer section and write, you know, all the way around. It'll be fun. Yeah, yep. Got a place on your bulletin. 
Number one, how, how do we get our financial act in order? First, get on a budget. I knew you were going to use the B word, Pastor. Yeah, I was. Get on a budget. Luke 14, 28. Here's what Jesus says. Don't build a tower without first counting cost. Unless you get halfway built and you can't finish, people will mock you, people will laugh at you, and uh, they'll make fun of you. Too many followers of Jesus, and I know this because I was one of them, we buy stuff that we can't afford And then as we give them our piece of plastic, then we holler out to God, Lord, help, catch me, and we jump. (laughs) And and we just assume that in our foolishness crying out, please catch me, God. Here's what John Maxwell says, a budget is people telling their money what to do instead of wondering where it went. A budget is telling your money where to go instead of just wondering, well, it flowed. I don't know where it flowed, but it flowed somewhere. A budget tells your money where to go. Seven out of ten Americans don't budget, which goes right next to eight out of ten Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Isn't that interesting? So seven out of ten don't have budgets uh, uh, eight out of ten live paycheck to paycheck. I think the little that, that one person, they're in transition trying to become free. That would be my guess, Don. So, so maybe that's it. Okay, second key to money. Are you ready? Here's money God's way. Get out of debt. Get out of debt. Get out of debt. Stay out of debt. Pastor Jeff, this is church. Why are you talking about money? 2,500 verses plus in the Bible, about money. If this is the number one source of marital strife all by itself, we should talk about money a lot more than we really do. Because if you get your money act together, a lot of the marital issues will go away. Proverbs 22.7, the borrower is slave to the lender. The borrower is a slave to Mr. Visa, Mrs. MasterCard, your your slave to all of those loans that you've taken out. Many of us here today don't sleep that well because we're drowning in debt. We're grumpy, we're edgy, and here's the good news. Give me your give me your eyes. At the close of the service, this service, we're going to offer you a way out. So I'm not just beating you up and saying, oh, this has to change. It does need to change, but we want to offer you a biblical plan that's your way of escape. Isn't that good? So we don't want something from you today. We want something for you. Here's some facts, okay? Here's the ugly facts. This is, again, from Financial Peace University. 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. That's how I got 8 out of 10. That's close. Makes you want to cry, doesn't it? 180000 owed on the mortgage, 51000 on average student loans, 29000 in car loans, 16425 on average on their credit cards. And here's the one that really gets me. Americans, on average, spend $1.22 for every dollar they earn. Let that soak in. So we spend $1.22 on every dollar that we make. Do you see why we're in trouble? 
my prayer is that many of you would humble yourselves and say, enough is enough. Sign me up. I'm ready to get out of bondage. Alan and Kelsey Covio are going to come up here now. And uh, they have been through Financial Peace University. And uh, they're going to come up here right now and tell us how FPU has benefited your family. So come on. Who wants to go first? How has FPU benefited your family? Well, it's, it's helped us to really um, put a, a thing where the money's going to go. Because really when you think about it, because everybody's living pay, paycheck to paycheck, or a lot of people, it makes a big difference when you start thinking, okay, we're not just going to use a credit card to buy something. We're going to save up or, or just... Because the interest that's on the credit card eats up your money. It does. I mean, it's, uh, we were talking about that this morning. Nice. Um, Kelsey, uh, as a teacher, likes to talk a lot. So I'm going to let her talk for a moment, and I'll, I'll do a little bit more. What, what difference has it made for your family, Kelsey? There's a lot more peace. Um, I don't think we realized how much the financial pressures were affecting our relationship um, but as we started to apply the principles we learned in Financial Peace University, it has brought um, peace to our family, and, but also to our, um, to our finances. And we're not perfect, but every day we're working towards debt, getting debt-free, and the light at the end of the tunnel gets brighter and brighter. And it's amazing how our relationships are calmer and more peaceful and I know it's a direct correlation. Nice. Last question, Alan. What would you say to people out here living paycheck to paycheck? Uh, truth is, debt is uh, strangling them in many areas of their lives. What would you say to them? Recommend it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, Dave Ramsey. I mean, he's a multimillionaire. And to listen to, even if you think you're, you're doing fine, if you take the, the course, you can also recommend it to somebody else because you know what it would, it would value them. And the enemy doesn't want you to take it. I can tell you that. I agree. Okay. Thank you. Last, last thought. Yeah, I just wanted to add that we didn't realize how we would be blessed when we took the class. Um, and the blessings are continuing even today. So you might not realize, but You'll get blessed in knowing more about money from a really wise source from Dave Ramsey, um, but you'll also be blessed in ways that you can never imagine. So I highly recommend the course. Thanks, Kelsey. Thank you, Alan Kelsey. Tell them thanks for coming up here, being brave. Well done. The third uh, way to uh, get biblical balance, get your finances in order. Third key, build quality relationships. Build quality relationships in your life. 1 Corinthians 15.33, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And yeah, the people you hang with will affect where your money flows. Uh, a big part of stewarding your life is stewarding your relationships. And when you hang with people who are abusing their money and their finances, you'll just naturally flow with them 
and oftentimes you'll follow their lead. Uh, here's a truth. If you're here this morning and you have an addiction uh, and you've had it for a while, your finances are a mess. Big-time addictions today, gambling, pornography, you know, the old standbys, drugs, alcohol. Uh, here's what Dave says, and I agree with him. People who are addicted 100% of the time are eventually broke. So you have a, a major addiction, you are going to be broke. And people who stay and hang with people with major addictions eventually will be broke as well because you're hanging with them until Jesus changes and brings healing to your life, okay? So I just want to say a quick commercial every Thursday night. Some of you have a hurt, a habit, a hang-up, and you can't defeat it on your own. Thursday night, 7 o'clock, celebrate recovery. You need to be there. Others of you, you have somebody in your life. You have a family member. You have a friend. They need to be here. Give me your eyes, and they're probably not going to come by themselves. Why don't you take that bold, humbling step and come with them? 7 o'clock, Thursday nights. I'm telling you what, it's powerful stuff, and the Lord is doing amazing things, giving people victory over long-term addictions. It's great stuff. Uh, fourth key to money, here we go. Here's money God's way, save and invest. Save, start saving and start investing. Proverbs 21.20, in the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but a foolish man devours all that he has. Now let's just break that down. Here's what God's Word says. This isn't, this isn't Pastor Jeff, this is God's Word, okay? So, so don't throw anything. If you spend everything you make, according to God's Word, you're a fool. That's what it says. But a fool just devours everything he has. And here's the truth. Most of us at times, me included, I've been a fool. Spent everything I had and more. Matter of fact, every dollar we earn on average, America, we spend $1.22. So we don't just spend everything, we spend more. Here's what Money Magazine says. 78% of you this in the, are going to have a major negative financial event in any 10-year given period, okay? So, so just pause. 78% of us, a major negative financial event. You're going to get laid off from your job. You're going to have a car wreck. You're going to have a family member who winds up in the hospital, uh, an unplanned pregnancy. You could just keep going on. But 78% of us in the next 10 years, on average, Americans, major negative financial event, which means something's going to happen and you're going to need money. You understand? Something's going to happen and it's going to be bad and you're going to need money. Financial Peace University teaches us how to save and money saved for the next emergency. That's where he starts, okay? A lot of you, something bad happens and it doesn't even need to be big, you're in deep trouble. Here's what I can say. 20 years ago, Denise and I took this course. And I know Don and Martha don't listen right now. We don't follow it 100%, but we follow it about 92%, okay? So we make it our own. 
But I'm not supposed to tell you that. But, okay, because, I, I, you know, anything other than the Bible, I, I don't take 100%, you know? You, 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 you eat the meat, spit out the bones. There's not a lot of bones in this, I'm just telling you. But here's what I need you to know. The principles in this course changed our lives. Just like Alan and Kelsey. So we're, we're 20 years in, and, and I promise you, it's amazing and the number one source of squabbles between Denise and I for the first years of our marriage, by far, money. And I'll just be honest, I'm the spender, she's the saver, always tension, money, money, money. Financial Peace University, following the principles for 20 years, has brought freedom and allowed us to begin learning generosity. I promise you it works. So this isn't just theory, we've put it into practice, tested it, and it works. Okay, here we go, here's a little review. First, get a written plan, get a written plan, it's a nice way of saying budget. Uh, second key, get out of debt. Third key, build quality relationships, it matters who you hang with. Fourth key, begin to save and invest. Fifth key, here's what we've talked about the last two weeks, give. Give, and that, that's fun, because you start giving, and when you start giving, you realize, wow, this, this is fun to give, and generosity starts to take root in your heart. You understand? It, it, it's, it's when you start giving that generosity becomes a thing, and now you can help out a family member who's in need, and now... Finally, you, you can be generous towards people the Lord puts in your path. And finally, you can be rich towards King Jesus and His kingdom and His church. And I'm telling you, that's fun. That's fun. I want to invite up here the leaders of Financial Peace University here at Walloon Lake. Don and Martha, make your way up. Don and Martha Rudy have been serving, giving, teaching, mentoring, um, uh, here at Walloon for a long time, and like hardly ever does anybody say thank you. So would you say thank you to them as they come up here? Okay, a couple questions. How long have you guys been doing this here at Walloon? Do you remember? I think it's already seven years we're talking about. It. Okay, seven, and I think we've been offering this course for like 20, 20 years. Because that's when we first got into it, and uh, yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, approximately how many families have you led through this course? I don't know about families, but roughly maybe 200 people. About 200. Yep. And I think the 13 years before you, there was another 200 plus. So we've had four or 500 people over the years go through this. Uh, Chad and I, we, we look at the uh, phone list, Jody's... And somewhere, 1,000 to 1,500 people call Walloon home. Now, they're not all here, obviously, because uh, otherwise we'd be maxed out, wouldn't have a seat right now. But, but my point is, we still have lots of people who, who need to go through this. Um, Martha, if somebody commits to this, and then you can tell me what you want. Okay. I'll quit asking questions. Uh, got any predictions? How, how have you seen this? If someone actually... I'll do whatever it takes, and they work the program, what happens? First of all, the program is, it's a really fun program. It's got jokes, and it's edutainment, education and entertainment put together. 
and it's a seven-week or nine-week program. There are seven baby steps, and it teaches you what bills to pay first, the steps to go through to get financially free. The goal of the course is to build wealth and be outrageously generous. Sure, Dave Ramsey is a millionaire, multimillionaire, but he is extremely generous. That's the goal of the course, to be outrageously generous. We also take students that have taken the course before, and we've had students that have taken the course before. Life happens. You're on your path. Life happens. Get derailed. Come on back to the course. Anybody who's taken the course once before, you can take it again. It's a lifetime membership. Nice. Nice. Let me add one thing, and, and Alan and Kelsey talked about it. The course will help, but the bottom line is you have to reach a point where you look in the mirror and say, I've got myself here, we've got ourselves here, and you've got to draw a line in the sand. And the course really works for those people that come in and say, we don't care what it takes. We're going to clean up our debt leave an inheritance for our family, show our kids what true financial peace is, and are committed to do that. If you're not willing to do that, the course will teach you some things, but it won't work because you're not going to do what the course tells you to. The course is based on the Bible, and we're, you know, we're called to be good stewards. And uh, so the question is, do you want to be a good steward? And uh, uh, it definitely works. Um, so if you're committed, we're ready. You know, the course will help you. And it just so happens we have a course plan. Amazing. Can you, can you imagine that? Uh, I don't know if we have a slide for this, but our next course is Sunday, January 12th. Uh, and that's five weeks from now. And, and actually, that's probably good because what's going to happen in between now and then is uh, the, the Christmas season, which uh, typically gets most of us in trouble financially more than any other season, You'll be meeting in the old kitchen, 9 o'clock in five weeks, January 12th, nine weeks to financial training and freedom. Don and Martha are going to head right now. We have a table out in the foyer set up. And uh, again, my prayer is that many of you would go see Don and Martha and talk with them. And maybe you have some more questions and they can get you signed up. Uh, we'll have time to order the materials. They'll be here ready for you. And some of you are thinking, I, I think I'm in such deep need. I, I don't even know if I could afford the course. Talk to them about a potential half scholarship. So you, you talk to them and uh, we'll see what we can work out. This is the best tool, and that's what it is, that I know of to break the financial chains and the bondage that most Americans are in. Best tool I know. Um, this morning, we don't want something from you. We want something for you. We really do. I want you to experience the freedom that comes when the chains of debt are broken and you can begin enjoying uh, the wonderful freedom that comes. Uh, the Lord has a plan, and I believe He wants to work powerfully in your life. Are you ready to let him? That's the question. Let's pray together as we close. Lord, thank you that there is hope, and there's hope because of your son, Jesus Christ, and his inspired word. And there are some here today, and 
they probably weren't happy about hearing over and over again about the desperate situation they find themselves in. So, Lord, would you bring hope to them? I suspect there's many saying, I don't really have control over my finances, but I want to. I want to honor Jesus. I want to be a good manager of his resources. I I want to become generous. It's not true right now, but that's my heart's desire. Can, Can I ask how many of you'd say, that's, that's what I want. That's what I want. Any of you lift up your hand, the Lord's speaking to you and say, that's really where I want to be. Yeah, are there others? Anybody in the balcony? That's my heart's desire. Here's what I know. If the Lord's knocking on the door of your heart, and as Don just said, if you're ready to say, you know what, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, I want to break the chains crawl out of the hole I want to see victory come to my life and here's the truth some of you the Lord's knocking real loud and real hard and the truth is if you don't act right now you're probably not going to act on what the Lord's nudging you about right now so here's what I'd encourage you this is bold this is humbling but if you're one of those people I invite you right now. Don and Martha are out there. So just get up. Everybody else's eyes, we're not looking around. No peeking right now. If that's you, if you know, if I don't go now, I'm probably not going to go. I'm going to go right now. I want to see victory and freedom in my life when it comes to my finances. I'm ready to dedicate the next nine Sundays starting January 12th. So you can go right now. We're going to sing a couple songs. You can go during the songs. Uh, some of you can go afterwards and go talk to Don and Martha, get yourself signed up. We don't want something from you today. We want something for you. Thank you, Lord, for giving us clear direction when it comes to money. The truth is, in our society, money matters, and it matters a lot. And your book has a lot to say about it, too. So I pray for my friends who are in bondage. I pray for freedom. I pray for an attitude of whatever it takes. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.